4: Presented by AT and T. Connecting changes everything.
0: I'm RJ Bell with the sports betting headlines for Thursday. LeBron and the Lakers lose again. Five and a half point favorites versus Oklahoma City lose by 19. Many excuses are being made, but there's one Laker problem that can't be explained away. Tonight, Lakers face off against the Rockets, and LeBron isn't even playing. Before that news, Lakers were one and a half point favorites. Now Rockets by three and a half. Right here yesterday, Steve Fezzik picked against these Lakers and won his 11th straight best bet. We got number 12 this hour. Here comes the Vegas Truth covering that and more. You're listening to
4: Fox Sports Radio. Radio.
0: This is straight out of Vegas. the Vegas
4: Strip, here's R.J. Bell.
0: You heard it. I'm R.J. live, that's right, from Las Vegas, live on 225 FSR stations across this great, great nation, and live with my favorite Joe, Jonas Knox in Los Angeles.
5: Always good to be here, RJ. And yes, on a day in which we have got players speaking around training camps all over the NFL. We've got NBA matchups, a triple header on national television. What is the Vegas lead here on this Thursday?
0: You know, Lakers are king, baby. Colin taught us. You just lead with the lead. It's got to be LeBron. And to me, I want to start to focus on... Is there a problem? This is the favorite right now. Still, if you look at the title odds today, after all the negativity you want to say about LeBron and so far, Lakers are the favorite to win the title plus 250, two and a half to one. Milwaukee plus 275. Clippers plus 325. No other team better than 13 to one. That's Houston. So, Lakers are the favorite. But some people think Lakers are in trouble.
5: Yeah, and last night it was an ugly loss for the Lakers. 105-106, they go down to the Oklahoma City Thunder. And the Lakers now will be without LeBron James later tonight, 9 Eastern time, he's sitting out with a sore groin as they take on those Houston Rockets.
0: Maybe let's start with him sitting out. One thing we do in Vegas is we quantify how valuable players are. With numbers, and we've got the numbers for LeBron – And they actually are a little different than historically with LeBron. So, when LeBron was expected to play, Lakers were favored by one and a half points against the Rockets. Right there, though, if you think about it, Jonas, with LeBron, with AD, only favored on a neutral court by one and a half, that means they think the Lakers are a smidge better, just a smidge better than the Rockets. I think it's a sign... What we uncovered and all the listeners benefited from yesterday that the Lakers are not motivated. OKC, okay, that line was built upon the assumption the Lakers were motivated. We saw they weren't. And even before LeBron decided to sit, they said, Lakers are only a little bit better than the Rockets. That's surprising, don't you think?
5: Yeah, and I wonder if this was just sort of in the middle of people handicapping this stuff, looking at it and saying, okay, well, we uh, were way off the time before, so maybe let's overcorrect all the way the other side and now set this line to where it's at. It just, we see the game-to-game lines move, but as you pointed out, the title odds aren't moving, which is a little interesting.
0: Which kind of, in a way, is a indictment of the entire eight games. Right? Because right. the Clippers obviously haven't looked great in different spots. Their odds have stayed the same. Milwaukee had the worst upset against them in 25 NBA seasons. Yeah. Their odds are pretty much the same. We're ignoring, Vegas is ignoring the results pretty much. But they are acknowledging in the remainder of these games how hard are these teams playing? Lakers, big question mark, by the way. So, with LeBron, they were favored by one and a half over the Rockets. Without LeBron, Rockets by three and a half. Now, if you did some simple math, you're going to think, huh, I, I remember number lines. That's five-point adjustment. But it's not. When you go from minus one to pick him, it's only one tick. There is no minus a half. Then you go from pick to minus one again, it's one tick. So, really, from one to one is just one point. So, if you adjust for that, it's only a... Four-point adjustment is being made for LeBron. Historically, LeBron has been worth six points. Is this the market saying, you know, LeBron isn't as good as he used to be? I don't think so. I think what it is is the market's saying, even if LeBron played, we weren't going to get full LeBron, so his absence isn't as impactful. It still moves the needle, but not as much proof positive it seems jones that lebron hasn't been playing hard
5: yeah he has been playing hard and it's funny now that you mention it and you rattle off who are the who are the title favorites again around the nba
0: So, so lakers number one yeah uh bucks number two clippers number three so all
5: three teams aren't playing well at all during the restart and still all three teams are the favorites to win the nba championship
0: and and the odds haven't moved one iota like if you sat back and said hmm you know something i think the lakers they've looked bad i believe it's not really legitimately true i'm gonna jump in and take advantage let me see what were the odds a week ago 10 days ago oh okay they were plus 210 today plus 210 yeah (laughs) no change i'm rj bow straight out of vegas Here's the question. Is it warranted, though, no downgrade for the Lakers? Let's look at Toronto-Laker matchup on Saturday. Lakers had the third-worst offensive performance efficiency-wise of the entire season. Then we talked about Toronto yesterday. The worst offensive performance efficiency-wise for the Lakers the entire season. So, of the last three games, they've had two of their three worst on the entire season. Doesn't seem like a coincidence. Do you – at this point, do you downgrade the Lakers? Or are you like the – Betting market saying no problem wait till the games count
5: I can't downgrade or upgrade anybody because I don't know what is is happening in the bubble because we've never seen it before I don't know if teams are legitimately just waiting this out and playing patiently and not motivated until the postseason or maybe they're just having a more difficult time to adjust we see these other teams like Miami and Houston that, that have looked really good at times uh, the Toronto Raptors that have looked really good at times does that mean that they're better built for the bubble I don't have the answer which is what's to make this postseason that much more interesting.
0: I agree. I think there's more uncertainty this year than we've ever had. We've seen the variance. I mean, think about the Lakers. It's one thing to lose as a almost six-point favorite, but to lose by 19. Yeah. you got a Milwaukee Bucks team that had, as we said, the worst loss since at least 1995 in the NBA. 19-point favorite, lose outright. By the way, the NBA said, you know, Nets, that's not good enough. They find them 25000 for not reporting the injuries that were associated with that big upset. So, literally, the Nets play so hard with their backups, they have the biggest upset in a quarter century, and they figure, okay, 25 is an interesting number, Nets. We're going to fine you 25,000 for what you did.
5: So, does that mean the NBA was trying to get back a little of the money they lost on betting on Milwaukee? I,
0: I don't think so, but I can tell you something. It seems like it, it, if you want, you know how they say with pets or kids, you got to punish them at the <laughs> right time so they know right. what's being affirmed right. and what's being rejected. Apparently, winning as a 25 or winning the biggest upset in a quarter century is a negative for the <laughs> NBA. But somehow, LeBron sitting out tonight is just fine. I got to ask us this question. Well, first let's do this. I I got a theory on LeBron tonight. But let me say this. I think there's one part of the Lakers you can't explain away. A big chunk of this underperformance you can say okay, they aren't trying. It's this, it's that, whatever, right? A lot of excuses. Maybe most of them are legitimate because I don't think the Lakers all of a sudden got bad. But shooting percentage on open shots, it's one thing if you're not getting open looks because you're not playing hard. If you look at the Lakers shooting percentage when they have open looks, it's been horrendous. Like as bad as any, worse than anyone in the bubble, as bad as they've been this year. What does that mean? Does it mean the bubble itself is a problem for the Lakers because if you say we have 60 some games, or what, what, what were there? Uh, yeah, 62, 63 games, right? Before the bubble, and the Lakers have a certain standard. Now they show up and play four games. Their effort level has been hit or miss, but even the factor that doesn't get affected by effort, which is open looks, you know, once you have it, do you make it? Is horrible. We could just shrug and say it's random or we could say there's something about this bubble if it's the shooting sight lines if it's the fact LeBron's talking about missing his mom so much and how much he misses his family and this thing just started right if he wins the NBA title it's going to be so much longer than this i think the biggest problem might be i don't know what's causing the shooting woes But something seems to be, and I'm not sure if that's going to change when the effort improves.
5: I thought about the sight lines as well, too. You've seen that happen in the NCAA tournament to where teams will get into the Final Four, and they're playing in these big arenas, and all of a sudden the shooting percentages go down. You remember UConn and Butler several years ago in the final, I think they shot 10% or something like that it was awful because they were playing in a dome and the sight lines threw them off and it was a terrible shooting performance the other aspect and something that's been an issue for the lakers and it's one of the things that is carrying over but it's a problem their free throw shooting their free throw shooting was bad before the pandemic broke out and it's been bad since they've gotten in the bubble it was bad last night and if it comes down to it and it's a game in which fouls are being called you would think they would be at a disadvantage late because they can't hit their foul shots
0: and AD, who tends to get to the foul line for whatever reason in the fourth quarter, he doesn't seem to be as aggressive. His points certainly aren't there in the fourth quarter.
5: Yeah. It's, so, it's, it's weird. They're, they're, it's, a, it's such a weird end of a season to postseason.
0: So, to me, the main takeaways here LeBron decides not to play. Line only moves four points, usually moves six. Sign the market is saying LeBron's not playing as hard as we expect typically. Number two, whatever excuses you make, Lakers missing open shots, that feels like it could be about something else. You can't explain it away. And if so, we got to figure out what it is because it's obviously hurting the Lakers. And when we come back, I have a theory on why LeBron is not playing tonight. And if you're a Laker fan, you're not going to like this theory. And that's coming
5: up next. But first, Straight Out of Vegas is brought to you by AutoZone. AutoZone has more ways for you to get what you need when you need it with their free same day pickup. You can place your order online and grab what you need today at more than 5,700 AutoZone locations, in store, curbside. Visit AutoZone.com today to start your job fast. Get in the zone, AutoZone. He's RJ Bell. I'm Jonas Knox. This is the pregame show you've always wanted right here on Fox Sports Radio.
2: Straight Out of Vegas!
3: Nutrafol.com, spelled N U T R A F O L dot com, promo code C R show. That's Nutrafol promo code C R
1: show.
2: I'm R.J. Bell.
0: We're straight out of Vegas.
5: And I'm Jonas Knox, voice of you, the fan. Coming up here in just a couple of moments, we will have a theory on LeBron James that will not make Laker fans very happy.
0: Oh, it's a good one, John. You know me. I don't come up with theories for no reason now. Great day (laughs) to join us. And we got a 6.30 tip coming. And I've got a pick for us on this Clippers-Mavs game. I got a pick coming up in just a few minutes. Great day to join us. This is the fastest-growing show on Fox Sports Radio. Our audience has doubled in the last year. Thank you so much. And you have my personal promise, best football season yet. I can't tell you what Jonas is going to (laughs) do. I think generally good, but you got my promise. You can listen to us on 225 FSR stations. If you don't know which one's in your area, just go to foxsportsradio.com. You can listen to the streaming and see all the channels right now in Las Vegas. 100 degrees exactly we still in triple digits. The neon is flowing.
5: So, RJ, we talked about the Lakers' ugly loss last night to the Oklahoma City Thunder. They are back in action from the bubble in Orlando. Nine Eastern time tonight on TNT as part of their triple header. But LeBron James is out because of a sore groin. And on pregame.com right now, Houston playing the Lakers is a three-and-a-half point favorite.
0: Yeah, a line move from one-and-a-half Lakers. Here's my theory. Everybody is saying, what is the weakness of the Lakers? Perimeter defense. Okay. Who is going to exploit, potentially, a lacking, an insufficient, a bad perimeter defense? Well, I don't know. Maybe the most um, frequent three-point shooting team in the history of the world, the Houston Rockets. And correct me if I'm wrong, Jonas, but a 1-4 matchup in round two – between Houston and Lakers is very, very possible. Yeah, yep. So you've got a team who is making a statement with their new style play, the Rockets. And you've got the Lakers schedule. This was probably the game, one of the three or four games of the entire eight games here that I was interested in of all these teams. And LeBron says, nah, pass, pass. I think he figures, hey, if we win, we're the Lakers. We're supposed to win. But somehow Houston get, wins by 22, just gets hot. Does that, does that cloud carry with the Lakers? I think LeBron is saying, I don't want to give him a chance to make a statement. And maybe that's smart but it's also scared. What do you think?
5: Yeah, no, I, I, I buy into it. I also wonder if maybe they look at it like LeBron maybe wanting to save for a potential matchup, his legs a little bit, from having to deal with that perimeter team and having to chase guys out behind the three-point line. So maybe that plays into it also.
0: But let me ask you a question. Think of any competition that you are good at or were good at and think about a competitor you had that you think clearly you were better than. If there was a chance to play that, compete against that person or that team before a possible higher stakes matchup in the future, the better team wants that matchup. If, you know, think about wrestling, think about, you know, I'm going back to Vision Quest and shoot versus <laughs> Landon Swang or whatever his name was on Vision Quest. He shoot would not did if you're shoot, you want to fight or wrestle in this case because you kick his butt, and it's like that's going to put fear in the other guy. Now, I got the whole thing oh, well, maybe the upset happens and it gives the other team hope. Except if you think you're better, that's a risk you're willing to take. You're going to win a majority of the time. It feels like the Lakers are coasting. And I don't understand why. I get if it was a whole huge second half of the season, at some point you might be coasting. There's only eight games. This was supposed to be like the preseason games. Why, Why are so few of these teams playing hard? It doesn't make any sense to me. And without the traveling and with this long layoff, what, the playoffs, even if you make the finals, is it going to be that arduous? I don't understand it. It doesn't seem warranted to me for so few of these teams that are the best title contenders to be playing hard.
5: Yeah, I, I don't get it really either, and I get the whole, well, we want to save ourselves up for you know the postseason, but – to your point i mean there's no travel involved your travel is literally waking up getting on an elevator and going down to the gym like there's no flights there's no long distances there's no late check-ins there's no coast-to-coast trips none of that stuff and so i just wonder if some of these teams have found themselves doing the same things they would normally do during a normal season in the bubble and maybe it's just not going to translate when we get to the postseason
0: yeah, but you're you're saying like they're acting as if they had played they didn't have five months off. They're acting I mean, it's like it's they, weird. I don't think they have amnesia. No, it's, right? It's,
5: it's just it's a bizarre thing.
0: And, and to me, the Clippers are the most extreme example because the theory was here's a team that had new players added. The Paul George was injured for a big chunk of the season. Others, Beverly injured. This would be a second training camp, eight games to really whip it into shape. First-round matchup, come round two, they are ready to go. But instead, it feels like the Clippers are, I don't know, just as lackadaisical as the Lakers, just as lackadaisical as Milwaukee. Milwaukee right now is down by two in the fourth quarter against the Heat. Another potential loss. By the way, Jonas, I don't know if you know, I'm R.J. Bell, straight out of Vegas. That's Jonas Knox, but... Let's take a quick look at this Clippers right now, because i got to pick on it.
5: Yeah, that's right, and the Clippers will be coming up here. Tip-off is a little over five minutes from now on TNT. They're playing Luca and the Dallas Mavericks, and right now L.A. is a four-point favorite.
0: Yeah, and it goes to 35, so we got eight, nine minutes. Here's what I like, and this is a quirky bet. This is one of those last-minute kind of deals. I'm going with over the total in the first half. The total was 118 and a half. Now why? Why? Okay? Well first off, the 118 is in line with the game total of 231. So the adjustment, first half versus the whole game is standard. So everything's equal. So why like the first half? The Dallas Mavericks, it's amazing. At the, in their first couple games in the bubble, they had 158 points in the first half and 96 points. In the second half, during those multiple games. And then you look at it on the season. If you look at the efficiency numbers, the offensive efficiency for the Dallas Mavericks, they were the best in the entire NBA for the game. Best offense, most efficient. But in the final five minutes of close games, the 29th best offense. So literally, imagine there's 30 teams— this team is the best offense of all thirty, except late in games when it counts, and they're the next-to-last worst from one to twenty-nine. <laughs> and Hollinger, John Hollinger, who writes for the Athletic, had a theory that I—it looks right to me. Lucas has got a little baby fat on him. I mean, he's in good shape compared to a guy on the street. Is he a good shape compared to an NBA guy? His efficiency drops significantly as you get deeper in the game, especially into the fourth quarter. And because of that, the Mavs offense goes from being really good to not near as good. And to me, if I like the over, I want to play it in the first half. Thus, Mavs, Clippers, over 118.5, first half. What do you think?
5: Well, are you going to double dip then? Are you going to go and hit the under
0: on the second half? just to uh, No, but what I do like in the second half (laughs) is I like the Clippers in the second half because I actually believe – If you look at Lou Williams playing the last game, and when he didn't really have to in theory, and then you listen to some of the post-game comments, it feels like the Clippers are getting ready. At least now they're getting ready to go. And to me, the fact they're laying four points here, so Clippers are favored by four in the game, against a Mavs team that, though they don't have a lot to play for, they've been playing fairly hard, it strikes me that the market is saying the Clippers are ready to go. I don't want to bet against the Mavs in the first half. They're so good. So to me, second half on the Clippers, I would like that for sure.
5: Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. I mean, knowing me, I would have done the opposite bets, and I would have come away a loser the next. Well, you can do it.
0: You can you can cross you can cross bet me if you want.
5: Very good. I'm okay over here. Yeah. All right. I'm RJ Vogt, straight
0: out of Vegas. Let's talk about the Pelicans. They, I mean, well, I can't read the score near as well as you, Pelicans. Disappointing performance earlier today.
5: Yeah, and it was the New Orleans Pelicans, New Orleans Pelicans rather, earlier today from the bubble against the Sacramento Kings, giving up 140 points earlier, a 140, 125 loss from Orlando.
0: So to me, all this Zion talk, and I think that the potential is there for sure. Um, The performance is there for sure on offense. But if you look at some of these, again, efficiency numbers, when he's on the floor defensively, it's about as bad as any team in the NBA it ain't with any lineup. And,
5: uh, and, and, he's, and it's, it's one of those things to where you see him out there and you're not really sure if it's just that he's fatigued or if he doesn't know what his assignments are. It's very
0: strange. Well, does it seem like his defense is good early in games and gets worse?
5: Uh, no, I, I just think it's sometimes he's looking around, trying to figure out like he's a great help defender, but maybe when he gets to the NBA, that was one of the things in, at college with Duke, you would always see him you know, come over on, on the help side or the weak side and then end up with a big-time block that would be a highlight reel block or a defensive play. But in the NBA, it's almost like he's still trying to figure out what his responsibilities are to where he can really only rely on him to get points and, and most notably get points down low
0: so but why would he be any worse on defense than any other rookie I mean, if the assumption is that it's inexperience, then he should be in line with other rookies. In fact, being an elite athlete, he should be at least average, if not better. Right?
5: Yeah, it's it's he's a he's an interesting case study because now you're seeing more and more reports. Like there was a trainer that came out. I forget the guy's name, but I saw this report, who said that Zion is quote in a race against his own body. Well, I mean, I, I you know, I don't say, know what,
0: saying the way he plays is not sustainable over yeah, 15 years
5: with with that weight. And and Chris Broussard on this network has talked yeah. about, you know, he's got to lose 25 30 pounds. That's a lot of weight. I think he did. not he say 40? I heard. It was something like that. Like that's to mean, it was a big number. Yeah. That's a lot.
0: Well, listen, today he scored 20 points in 22 minutes. That's outstanding. Yeah. But when he was on the court, his plus minus -10. Minus Two rebounds. Two rebounds in that time. I mean, he's not rebounding. He's not playing defense. He scores, but it feels like even when he scores, the offense, I don't know if it's bogging down. Like he's, it's like daddy's here. Let's get him the ball or what. But I tell you this if you could just say, Bookie, put a line out, what is Zion's plus minus is going to be? I mean, it, it, I mean, just in the bubble, Mackenzie, why don't you just get it for the bubble games? I mean, it, it, this whole year it's been disappointing, though.
5: I wonder if you go back and look, how much do they actually run the offense through him? I'd be fascinated to go back and see it, this season, not just in the bubble, how many plays are ran through Zion, or is he just open and they give him the ball and then he makes a play at the rim?
0: His athleticism would lend itself to be like what Westbrook has been doing with the Rockets. It feels like Zion could be a guy, especially with the, sp- the offense is so spread out with spacing, that when that ball ricochets, his ability to jump so quickly, you'd think he'd be a monster inside on those yeah. rebounds. Yeah. But, but not at all. Not at all. Um, well, let's do this. Oh, okay. We got it. Zion, through four games, when he's been on the court, The Pelicans have been outscored by 35 points. Wow. Four games, 35 points when he's on the court, minus, as Chevy Chase said in Caddyshack, not good. That's not good. (laughs) Continue with our NFL countdown, and Fezzik has a prop best bet.
4: Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific.
0: Straight
5: Out of Vegas here on Fox Sports Radio. You can check out the show on the iHeartRadio app. I'm Jonas Knox, voice of You, the fan. He's the voice of Vegas, R.J. Bell.
0: You know, Fezzik's here tomorrow, but we got to play some sad music. Deshambeau having trouble. <laughs> I mean, his, his love, I think it's fair to say, for. The newly svelte and fit Deschambeau I mean, you were there. You might think I'm exaggerating, Jones. People have accused me of that. How, uh... How exuberant was he with his his affection?
5: It was very odd because there was a a lot to talk about, and it was a Monday. So, you, I mean, even Mondays during a pandemic, there were enough stories that came out that you would have plenty of things to discuss. And then Fez came in strong, and one of the we-have-to-discuss topics on a Monday was Bryson DeChambeau, and I I didn't really understand it, but then I just chalked it up to Jimmy Garoppolo, Fred Van Vliet, Looney from uh, the the Golden State Warriors a year ago. the,
0: the Looney didn't go near as far, you know, yeah, I mean, Looney was meaningful, but I mean, when you think about Jimmy G, for example, I love Jimmy G, I mean, did you hear the baritone in his voice? yes, I mean, it's it's almost like it's like he had a couple bourbons, he's in a velvet robe, and hey, what do you think of Jimmy G Fezzik? I love Jimmy G I mean. Very disturbing. It is. And and then with Van Vliet, and listen, no one's judging. It's just, it, there's no context. And then with Van Vliet, where he's just had a career, his career's like doubled since Fezzik broke up. I mean, it well, listen. It's like a hey, listen. No wonder we're the fastest growing show, Jonas. It's like a soap opera here. Yeah, no, I mean, and, and didn't Fez we're making ha- money and there's love.
5: Didn't Fez have Van Vliet? <laughs> didn't he have him in his top twenty-five or fifty players
0: at oh one point? Oh my gosh! So a guy off the bench, and this was years ago. Let's give him credit for his premonition or his you know predictions. He had Van Vliet as like one of the, I think it was his top 25 players in the NBA. This was two years ago. (laughs) So, I mean, I don't know if we should be happy or sad or what, but we do have a best bet coming up from him. But let's talk about this. We've got the Houston Texans, number 24. So we've counted down 32, 31, et cetera, et cetera. We're at 24. The Houston Texans. Now, Super Bowl at sixty-five to one. Season win total. Have you seen their season win, Jonas? I have not. All right, get just gut feeling. Blank. What is it? Nine out of sixteen games. Nine. I think I would have guessed eight and a half, seven and a half. Wow. The Houston Texans are expected to be a below five hundred team, a losing team. Deshaun Watson unequivocally is a top five, six, seven quarterback. Right? I mean, I think sevens even too outside the range. Top five, right? Five, six? Yeah, I would uh, six or seven seems right, right, just off the top of my head. I, so to me, I think it's hard to put him past seven. So let's say okay. Okay. When's When's the last time? How often does a top five, six, seven quarterback have a losing record in the NFL?
5: Yeah. It's uh, that's a little bizarre.
0: I mean, think about it. Drew Brees. There were a couple years when the Saints had the yes, two of those worst defense like in the history of the world. They went seven and nine. When when Aaron Rodgers is healthy, they always better than you know. Always got a winning record, right? Or at least you know, well, winning. Tom Brady, obviously. Peyton Manning, obviously. Big Ben. Steelers have not had a losing record once when Big Ben's been there. So. It's like, why is this Houston team so bad that they're like a historically bad team for a quarterback as good as Watson?
5: I I chalk it up maybe a little bit to there's a... A dislike for Bill O'Brien, a Bill O'Brien doesn't know what he's doing sort of strategy, and there's a lot of people that really hammered him pretty hard over the trade of DeAndre Hopkins, and they said, what is he doing? How could you trade away a guy like that? But if you actually look at their receiving core, and you look at that team, they got their tackle figured out, they're going to get their quarterback's contract figured out. If their defense plays well, I don't know who in that division you would look at and go, oh, well, that team by far and away is run away from the Houston Texans.
0: Yeah, but if you only win seven games or eight games, it doesn't matter who. Most of the time, it doesn't matter who. And that's the thing: if the if the total was eight and a half, I'd say perfect, right? I don't think they're nine because you know they're weak at receiver at this point. They're thin, a lot of injury-prone receivers. So let's do this. Take our last break. When we come back, Fezic has his best bet. Now listen, he's won eleven straight best bets. You might say, who says? Who documented it? The world. It's been right here. The world has seen him win 11 straight. He's going for number 12. Jonas, if you're just flipping coins, the odds of getting 11 straight heads, like let's say heads equals a winner, is over 2,000 to 1. Maybe it's, maybe it's a fluke. Maybe. <laughs> I don't think so. When we come back, number 12, Bats Bat from Fazek. That's
5: coming up next. First straight out of Vegas is brought to you by AutoZone. AutoZone has more ways for you to get what you need when you need it with their free same-day pickup. You can play short order online and grab what you need today at more than 5,700 AutoZone locations, in-store, curbside. Visit AutoZone.com today to start your job fast. Get in the zone. AutoZone. He's RJ Bell. I'm Jonas Knox. This is the pregame show you've always wanted right here on Fox Sports Radio.
2: Straight out of Vegas!
4: Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.
2: Covino and Rich here, and whether you're headed to a campus to see some college baseball, meet up with old friends, or show off the alma mater to your kids, spring is prime time in college towns. And if you're planning a trip, two words for you, graduate hotels. There's no better place to stay.
0: I'm R.J. Bell. We are straight out of Vegas.
5: And I'm Jonas Knox, voice of you, the fan. So, R.J., we continue our countdown. 32 all the way to one NFL teams as ranked by straight out of Vegas and we are on team number 24 and that team is the Houston Texans.
0: Yeah, Steve Fezzik's power ratings in my opinion, the best in the NFL. The only two-time Super Contest champion. Got a best bet coming up, going for number 12 in a row. I'm shocked at the win total. First one of all the win totals in which I'm saying, huh, Houston, supposed to be a losing team with Watson? I don't get it. But here's a weakness for sure. Wide receivers. Now, it's easy to look at that sore thumb of, or the sore spot of trading away one of the best receivers in the NFL and seemingly not getting very much back. If anything, a, a running back that – Best days are behind him, I think it's fair to say, who's expensive. So I'm not sure of the sense it made. But Brandon Cook's concussion issues, that's an understatement. Concussion issues. The rumors are that literally one more concussion, he might have to retire. I mean, at a certain point, these guys, you know, and you got to feel bad for them, but it just is what it is. And then you've got Will Fuller, and he's played 41 of 64 games in four years. So various injuries, he's missed about a third of the games, more than a third, he missed. So you got a fragile Brandon Cooks. you got Will Fuller, who misses more than a third of the games. If one of those guys is out, and they have one serviceable receiver, and then nothing— I think that is the trick with this Texans team. They got both receivers. I think they're going to be a nine t- kind of win team. But the games that they have, either just one of these guys, if one's out, Jonas, I think that the, it's going to be lockdown time because against NFL defenses, if you just got one viable playmaker on the outside, double team, whatever they do, they shut that guy down. And if there's no one else, I don't know if Watson. I don't. I don't think he can do it without any playmakers. I think that's the weakness on the Texans. What do you think?
5: Yeah, at first glance, when you say seven and a half wins, I immediately think the over because I just I look at it and go, if you've got a top-tier quarterback in the NFL and you've got a top-ten quarterback in the NFL, you're going to go 500 but I mean, again, 500 is right on the borderline of uh, an injury here or a missed assignment here. And next thing you know, they're below 500 and they are that 7-9 and team and you lose your bet. I think it's a race for second place. I like Indianapolis in that division. I think Indianapolis is a dark horse contender in the AFC. Big,
0: big question marks, though, because yeah. if, the quarter, I mean, if the quarterback turns it around, you're right. Super Bowl contender, effectively. Yeah. But if not, what are they?
5: Yeah, and so Houston's Houston's interesting, I, and, and it's going to be a lot on Deshaun Watson, and if he hasn't gotten his contract by the time the season starts, then he's going to earn it this year for sure.
0: All right, so here comes the best bet, but let's just compare Watson to Aaron Rodgers. So first year he was a starter, Aaron Rodgers had a win total of 8.5. Every year since, he's it's been 9 or higher. So Aaron Rodgers, when he was un- Uh, proven it was eight and a half and nine or higher since. I mean, you will not... That's an interesting question. We've had teams really have bad years, but when has a top quarterback like this ever had a win total entering the season as a losing team? I'm not sure. Here's Steve Fezzik. He's got a prop best bet on one of these receivers we've been talking about.
3: Watson over 4,050 pass yards with Houston projected to be below 500 this year. Their season win number 7.5. I expect Watson, regardless of who he's going to have to throw the ball to, this is just usage that it, than he ever except, had to it,
0: before. Part of our big handicap here is he's going to be almost hamstrung. If somehow they are winning, you don't like this bet as much. What's the scenario that you like this if Houston goes over? I don't like it if Houston goes okay, over. Okay, so it feels like the over is saying that the team's going to go under yes. and win total. Is there a time the team goes over, the Watson goes over? Because then you got the right bet there.
3: Houston could win eight or nine games, and I would still like Watson over because
4: that's still less wins than they got last and
3: year. And your current win wins. total
0: is? Seven and a half. So you're saying success that gets you over still isn't enough success to invalidate why you like the over and passing yards. Correct. All right, so his pick here. Brandon Cooks he has under 850 and a half, 850 and a half passing yards or in this case receiving yards. To me Jonas, the reason I like this it's the injury situation. I think this line is probably right if he plays let's say 15 games, like a, a good 15 games and if he doesn't it could be a sure winner. Right? If he's out 4 or 5 games it's almost impossible for him to go over. Brandon Cooks 850 receiving yards. So, it's kind of like you might remember one of my favorite bets I ever made on air was the Eli Manning situation where I didn't think he was going to play much of the year <laughs> last year and his his uh, quarterback touchdown throws was like 19 and he had had 19 when he played the whole season the year before. <laughs> right? So, the fez is on it here and what we were debating and it's interesting is the idea of If Houston is behind, right, if Houston's behind or having a bad year, Watson probably throws for more yards, right? Because by throwing for more yards, it's a situation where when you're behind, quarterbacks throw more. So in general, if you're pessimistic about Houston, you kind of think that Watson's going to throw for more. Regardless, under Brandon Cooks from Faz.
5: Straight out of Vegas is brought to you by AutoZone. AutoZone has more ways for you to get what you need when you need it with their free same-day pickup. You can place your order online and grab what you need today at more than 5,700 AutoZone locations in-store, curbside. Visit AutoZone.com today to start your job fast. Get in the zone, AutoZone. We are back tomorrow, 6 p.m. Eastern time, three o'clock Pacific. Right here on Fox Sports Radio and on the iHeart Radio app.
2: Straight out of Vegas.